This is Equip and Engage, a podcast by Subsplash, exploring how ministry, technology, and innovation come together to equip churches around the world to engage their communities. Hey, welcome to Equip and Engage. I'm Chris, part of the team here at Subsplash. Really excited to be digging back into more conversations in our series, See the Good. We're talking to pastors, musicians, leaders, many others, just to hear their perspective on what God is doing in their communities and how their communities are adapting in the midst of really unprecedented global events. So today I'm joined by Bert Alcorn, lead pastor, Anthem Ventura, a church in Southern California. Bert, welcome. So good to have you. So stoked to be back with you guys. Yeah, we've had conversations once before on the podcast. Um, I just love the sweet little community that you guys have down in Ventura. And I know that there's some really cool stuff going on down there right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we just dive in uh, to these questions, we'd love just to hear a little bit about you and your family, your community, um, the church you're a part of. Just bring us into your story a little bit and introduce yourself to us, would you? Yeah, I'm, I'm married to Sherry, uh, and uh, we have three kids, Calvin, Truman, and Emerson. And just like any other mom or dad who's listening, we are also on lockdown and going crazy yeah. with our kids. But totally. uh, we are we are loving life and, and trying to seize this moment for sure. Uh, like what a, what a unique family opportunity. Um, and, uh, so we live in a town called Ventura. It's about an hour North of LA, a little beach community, which sounds amazing until they close all the beaches. And then it's not that great oh, just to right. have the temptation of the beach right there. It's the worst. Um, yeah, <laughs> it is. And we planted, uh, Anthem Ventura coming up on five years ago. So we wow. meet right in the downtown core of this little beach town, which is just a, a beautiful little like gem on the coast. And, and has some fun history to it. And yes, yeah, so we've been at it about five years. God's been really kind, really gracious. And obviously we're experiencing kind of the disruption and the fruit of this season all at the same time together. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. That that family time is so sweet, but it doesn't come without its challenges. And there are so many yeah. other dimensions of everything that's going on right now. So yeah, I hear you. Well, glad to hear that you guys are hanging in there at the very yeah. least. Um, yeah. And we'd love to hear a bit more about just what you're seeing right now. So even just to kick us off, you know, where are you seeing the good in your community right now? What's going on? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's really interesting because in these moments, we never want to downplay the, the very legitimate harm and struggle people are are yep. working through like globally, but at the same That's time, right. as I just look throughout scripture and even in my own life, like God never wastes a crisis. Like he's always working and doing something yeah. really good. And so I even love this, this question. And, and we see honestly some really cool things happening in our little town. Um, our town is, is really fun. It's unique for me. I've never experienced such a, like a brotherhood amongst the local churches here in Ventura. And yeah, so, um, that was really catalyzed by, we had some really bad fires here a couple of years ago and really kind of paved the way for um, relationship and, and brotherhood amongst the, the churches, brotherhood and sisterhood. And, and so when this moment kind of hit, the immediate reaction was like, what are we doing together? How can we be partnering together? Who needs help? Who doesn't know how to live stream? How can we get someone to help yeah. them? Who's got people in need, vulnerable, you know, just like the immediate acts two, acts four moment of like sharing resources, sharing expertise. And that's been really beautiful and it's, and it's genuine. I think it comes from a place of real deep love and affection for each other. Um, and along with that, we've just seen in our church and in, in our city, just a real eagerness to help. And, you know, some of that comes from being a bit helpless and just wanting mm. to find some way to contribute. Uh, but it's come out in some really beautiful ways of gro- people grocery shopping for each other, kind of yeah. people having special attention on the, the lonely, the marginalized, those who are quarantined, uh, even meeting financial needs. Uh, and there's just, to my knowledge, 
uh, in our kind of immediate proximity, just no one's needs who aren't being met in some way at this moment. And uh, I think it's because the church has stepped up in a really beautiful way. Um, and I think maybe getting a little bit more personal for, for me, um, and then even like our church community, the community we help lead is just a, like a readiness to meet God in the work he wants to do in and through us. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think like many people, those first few weeks, maybe the first few months, even me personally was sort of just like a fog and, uh, you just feel like you're running hard and bored at the same time and really busy, but having nothing to do at the same time. And, uh, (laughs) I think being able to sort through and process some of that fogginess, um, on, on the back end, now looking back saying, man, that really was a disruption. It's almost like a detox from the season of busyness and running yeah. and, uh, almost like coming off a drug, like the season of detox and, sure. uh, and coming out of that is like a readiness to slow down and to meet God in the work that he wants to do in and through me and, and through our community. And that's come out in some really cool ways. Yeah, man, that's so sweet. And not not the first time that I've heard someone, a pastor even talk about how they're seeing churches interact in, in new ways within yeah. their communities. And it's so aligned with, I think, Jesus intent for his church, right? Just that, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be something that's unified and global and just beyond certain walls or property lines. Yeah. So I'm yeah, so glad to hear sure. you're here you're in the same thing. That's awesome. Well, Bert, how are you seeing, you know, your particular community that you're a part of? How are you guys adapting and changing? I mean, this is obviously forced upon us in many ways. Yeah, you know, we're, we yeah. didn't choose to just try something yeah. new, but how are you guys really adapting to keep going and keep things working in the midst of all this? Yeah. You know, we, you know, obviously we didn't choose it, but we're also not going to let the moment go by to, yes. to see what things need to be dug up and, and dealt with for sure. Um, I think in our particular community, and I want to be really tender to not you know, project onto anybody else's, but in our community, we're seeing just kind of a a deeper, um, like dethroning of the Sunday service as the king of everything in church, uh, Mm. that gets the most attention, the most time. And, and obviously having to figure out live stream or pre-record or whatever's going on, that takes some energy and some effort. Um, but it, it really is like finding areas of consumerism that we bring to the church and exposing them and rooting them out once again for us. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's actually been a really good thing. And, and we have deep value and love and joy and affection for the whole church gathering together. Uh, but at the same time, that's not the only expression of how we can be the church. And so for yeah. us, it's like when something is removed from you, you have to say, well, are we still the church? obviously yes and so yeah. what does that then look like and uh, and i think even just a real adaptability and flexibility from not only our leadership but our people to like embrace this moment and uh to maybe look at some of the new testament texts with some fresh eyes and to see like okay how does this you know the church has actually been at its best when it's scattered and when it's in crisis and so how do we respond and, and maybe the way we've seen about in scripture or throughout church history um and I think that's been a huge thing for us. And, and even though we're not together, there's been like a tighter, a tightening of, of community and, and friendship and family um, from a, you know, obviously from a social isolation kind of place, like a real yeah. eager to not let that become the norm or kind of let that spiral into something worse. And so it's been amazing to see people even be able to preach to their own hearts. Like I don't want to hop on another zoom call for my community group, but I know yeah. it's good for me, you know, and even our and yep. talking with our leaders, even just that, you know, six fifty-five comes around. I don't want to start that meeting. I just want to sit on the couch and watch this show on Netflix or whatever, but they do yeah. it. 
and they sit there and there's this moment of family and friendship and gospel that is all in a blender together on Zoom or whatever the platform is. Um, and then coming out of that is like just such a deep refreshment. And so I think in the past where we've seen people give into those early moments of like, I don't want to do this, um, people are pressing through and then seeing the fruit of leaning in. Uh, and uh, it's just, I think it's, it's a really beautiful thing. And people's honestly readiness to be vulnerable, to embrace new things, to be really others focused. Like I think, I think that's changing us for the better. And I think that's yeah. going to have long lasting implications, not just this moment right now. Yeah, I totally hear that. And that's something I've been wondering also would love to hear just more about what you think some of the long-term impact is going to be and long-term positive impact. You know, how will your community or even the broader church change for good yeah. as a result of this in a way that it wouldn't have necessarily if this hadn't happened? Yeah. You know, it's a, that's a really interesting question because I think in that question is actually an invitation. Um, and this is something we've been telling our church quite a bit is like you have the choice to come out of this season stronger or weaker mm. or more mature or more immature or thriving or limping. And yeah. uh, there's this old church father, Ignatius of Loyola, and he basically, I'm going to butcher this quote because I don't have it in front of me, but he basically says like everything in life gives us, like we have the choice to uh, to grow and embrace our deepening life with God or not. Like everything yeah. like riches or poor, sickness or health, like anything that is out of your control or in your control is an opportunity to actually grow in your deepening life with God or not. And so yeah, we've been right. uh, telling that to our church quite a bit. It's like, hey, this is an opportunity. Like, are we going to use it to come out of the stronger, more resilient or are we not? And so for us, we've really committed to becoming like more resilient like we just all these things that we've trusted and put our hoped in uh, put our hope in that's that's not jesus honestly yeah. have fallen apart institutions have been humiliated even global superpowers kind of humiliated in this global moment yeah. and to say like where are we placing our trust and do we have the kind of resilience that uh, not only gets us through the moment, but allows us to come out stronger. You know, I see that all over the book of First Peter is like, embrace this suffering, uh, because in this suffering produces like amazing things. And, uh, and I think for us, like we, we want those things. And the, the long term positive impact for us is if we are meeting God in this moment, and growing to become more resilient. I think we're going to come out of this looking a whole lot more like Jesus, more in tune with his spirit and more in tune with what he has us to accomplish while we're here on this earth. Yeah, man, I'm with you. And there's so much um, optimism and hope in what God is doing in that, which yeah. I love. And I, I personally yeah. started to sense that even I think maybe the first Sunday that, you know, churches yeah. where we are anyway, weren't able to meet. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to mean something different. And there's something yeah. that God is doing in this that is so totally. good for us and also for his glory. So yeah, love that. Well, yeah. I'd love to hear about sort of your, even your personal experience. Um, Bert, wondering if there's anything that you personally are doing um, to pivot or adapt that you're seeing a benefit from, you know, some way that you're mixing things up in this unusual season. Yeah, I think um, my, my answer is not going to be very sexy at all. <laughs> I think because even some of the, what we've learned yeah. is actually we've been, uh, learning how to slow down, do less, and actually decrease programming or, yep. you know, kind of ministry thing, but increase things like spiritual practices, um, increase yeah, things like, um, I, I don't know how familiar this language is for people listening, but like rules of life, basically, yeah. um, like what are these 
the, this trellis, these guiding principles of how we actually grow to become more like Jesus. And so for us, we've, we've been like actually doing those things and we've been changing and we've been saying like, you know, we're going to be really, really ruthless with integrating programs or ministries back in. And we're going to be really, really liberal with giving people opportunity to grow in spiritual practices. And so one of the yeah. things we've actually done is we started this, um, you know, this is, this is for our church and this is by no means a plug. So I won't even give you the name of it, but we started like a podcast for our church, uh, a yeah. daily podcast cool. that is genuinely just a, a thought, a scripture, a prayer, um, an interview with a friend of ours, just something to spur us on and point us towards Jesus and help us grow in resilience. And uh, one of the things we've been doing in that series has just been day by day, like talking about practices to integrate into our life to help us accomplish cool. the goal we all say we want. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's been said that in, inner peace can be achieved when our uh, when our exterior schedules and rhythms match our internal desires. And yeah. so. We're just trying to like help align. We say we want to be more like Jesus, but are we actually integrating practices in our life that do that? Or are we constantly like just resulting to the things that, that don't lead us towards the way of Jesus? And so for us, like how we've innovated or changed is just try to do as less, at least as possible um, from a, maybe a church traditional programming yeah. standpoint and to really help people take ownership of their faith and not pawn it off on, on the paid professionals or even the church as a whole. And I think there's such a beauty in this moment where you can't gather together, at least here in Southern California, we can't gather together. Um, and, uh, and so you, you kind of have no, nowhere to run and no opportunity to like hand someone else responsibility for your spiritual development. Sure. And if it's you are in your home with your family and if it's happening, it's because you've decided to say, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes to God. I'm going to partner with yeah. his spirit and how we change. Uh, and if you're not, it's because you're not. And yeah. uh, we can give tools and resources. We can curate content, but then it, it definitely stops unless you embrace that. And what we've at least seen is by and large people owning their faith in totally, totally new, exciting, really fruitful and deep ways. And that's been, I think, deeply stirring for us and encouraging yeah. and just a sense of like, no matter what happens next week, next month, into the right. few months, the few years that sounds scary, but like whatever yeah. unknown is there, um, people are are genuinely wanting to grow to become more like Jesus and take advantage of the season. And and that just to me is like that's that's what we're all about. That's what we're yep. doing. Like we're 100%. accomplishing our mission with greater effectiveness than we ever have before, even though we can't gather and rally everyone together. Yeah, what an unpredictable catalyst for that this whole situation yeah. is, right? Yeah. But that's yeah. incredible. I'm so encouraged by it, Bert, and just uh, really thankful. Thanks for bringing us into uh, the stories of what you guys are experiencing. And yeah. uh, God is at work. Just love to see that and um, yeah. really appreciate your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it's worth a quick disclaimer. Like I'm sharing some cool stories. It's yeah. not all rainbows and unicorns. Life is hard. Yes. People are going through really rough times, but we genuinely see God at work. And, and that's where we want to like put our thumb on it and press into quite a bit more. Yeah, totally. Let's not ignore the bad, but glad <laughs> yeah. that we are, we are seeing the good and it's there. Yeah. You know, it's not a forced attempt at finding silver lining. It's actually yes. got, got at work yes. in the midst of really tragedy. So yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Bert. Also, just thanks everyone for listening and watching Equip and Engage. We'll be back with more conversations just like this, uh, more interviews where leaders are seeing the good around them. I would love for you to subscribe, follow along so you don't miss more conversations just like these. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to Equip and Engage, where we're sharing insights learned from thousands of conversations with leaders and pastors around the world. To follow along with these conversations, subscribe today or visit our website.